Hello everyone, Riley here, the Artistic Director of It's Personal. I chatted with Skylar Thomas about her piece from our 2020 Bitches Get Personal show, where she talks about learning to get off WebMD and taking her life back. And Oprah, of course. Let's get personal. Okay, so I thought that I had polio and I was going to die. Yep, that was an actual thought I had as a fourth grader after I watched this video of this guy who had polio and he developed some kind of clot in his leg and died. And one day soon after I was in class and I felt a pain in my leg and my little brain thought, oh my God, I have polio. This is it. This is the end. So I started freaking out. I couldn't breathe. My chest felt tight. I was lightheaded. And my teacher sent me to the nurse's office. And the nurse was like, I don't know what's wrong with you, which only made it worse. And then they called my mom. And my mom came up to the school. And just as I have resided myself to death, my mom said, You had an anxiety attack an anxiety attack. So I calmed down. And after my mom assured me that there was no possible way that I could have polio, I let that anxiety go and replaced it with the anxiety of having, can you guess? Cancer. Yep. I thought that I had cancer at nine years old and that I didn't know it. And by the time I found out it would be too late. So my poor parents had to repeatedly take me to the doctor just so they could tell me that I did not, in fact, have cancer. <sighs> that was the beginning of a lifelong journey with anxiety. And for the most part, I feel like I've handled it pretty well. That is until this year. Because I guess my body could only take 27 years of junk food and staying up late before it decided enough is enough. I started developing all these physical symptoms and sensations that I never had before. And I mistook all of these symptoms for different diseases. The first was cancer, specifically colon cancer because my grandfather had colon cancer and died from it. And my symptoms according to the internet were indicative of colon cancer, but I eventually got talked out of that. Then I started getting numbness in my feet, which I thought was, what? diabetes. Turns out my shoes were just too tight when I exercised. Then I was getting headaches, which I thought was, say it with me kids, a brain tumor or an aneurysm. Turns out I was just dehydrated. Yep. So went the same cycle every time a new symptom appeared. Symptom. Type it into Google. Panic about the results eventually let it go with rational thought. And then came, da-da-da, COVID-19. So in March, when things became more serious, I developed symptoms, coughing, chills, sore throat. 
And it was most likely my standard yearly cold slash sinus infection, but tests weren't readily available then, so I didn't know for sure. So I was panicking. And then came the lockdown, which didn't go over well because uh, two of my biggest anxiety triggers are sickness and isolation. It was bad. I was crying constantly. I remember calling my parents and saying, I'm so tired of living in fear all the time, because I was. And when my work shut down, I made the decision to go home and be with them for a while, which helped. But then came Ahmaud Arbery and George Floyd and Breonna Taylor, whose killers, Jonathan Mattingly, Brett Hankinson and Miles Cosgrove still have not been arrested, by the way. So all of that, the protests, a presidential race featuring the most selfish, hateful, and incompetent president we've ever had, all of that together made my anxiety pretty impossible to bear. So I started making myself sick. I was nauseous all the time, felt like I was in constant pain, it felt like my stomach was literally doing flips in my body 24 seven. And everything started making me anxious. Eating dinner made me anxious. Standing up made me anxious. Any kind of physical sensation made me anxious. And then I got anxious about being anxious. I had never felt my anxiety like this before. My first thought was to turn to my handy dandy, Xanax that my doctor prescribed me shortly before the quarantine happened, but they weren't really helping me like I thought they would, and I didn't want to become addicted to them. Then I realized that unless I recognized the root of my anxieties, they would always be there lurking just out of sight, waiting for the perfect time to strike. So I decided to do the thing that scared me the most which was to let all my anxieties come up and sit with me and let that be okay. So that's where I am now, facing my deepest fears, analyzing them and replacing them with healthier thinking. Sounds easy, right? Wrong. I'm completely dissecting and deconstructing my old system and replacing it with a new healthy one. Something that strikes me considering the conversation around systemic racism right now. And as someone who's not known for being particularly patient, it's painstakingly slow steps. And some days are hard. I mean, like scream and break things hard. And some days I still feel like that fourth grader who was so scared she couldn't breathe. But I can see myself positively changing. Just as I can see the country changing, even if it is in slow, painstaking steps. I'm still in the middle of it and I might be in the middle of it for a long time. We as a country might be in the middle of it for a long time, but things are changing, moving in the right direction. 
And as the saying goes, it's always darkest before the dawn. And I know one thing for sure. Anxiety isn't in charge anymore. This bitch is taking back her life. Hi, Skylar. Hi. Thank you for being here to talk about your Bitches Get Personal piece. Thank you so much for having me. I This is my first ever podcast. Amazing. And your first ever It's Personal piece? Is that right? I think so. Yeah. Because we were doing a live show in March 2020 that you were in rehearsals for. Right. That got shut down. <laughs> right. Then when we picked up online shows, I think this was your first online show. So technically your first, it's personal show. Yes. Um, even though you were sort of in rehearsals for one before. Right. <laughs> crazy. Yeah. It is crazy. Yeah. I was like, no, wait, I did a show before this. But then I was like, wait, no, we didn't. I know. <laughs> I'm like, oh, I guess we never actually got to do that show. Yeah. <laughs> Although we are doing that show. So stay tuned. Yeah. But yeah, we've been online ever since. <laughs> um, I just love this piece. I really enjoyed listening to it again. Um, it's been you know a while since you performed it. Mm-hmm. So I just listened to it again recently. And it's about having medical anxiety, but it's actually really funny. And I'm just curious what, like, why you decided to use comedy to talk about this serious subject. I think I... I, I I generally use comedy to deflect. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so I think that's a huge part of it. Uh, it's much easier for me to to make a joke about it than to, you know, really kind of di- dive deep into the emotional part. Right. And I also feel like when I say it out loud, I feel like it is a little ridiculous. So <laughs> So I generally make a joke of it. Uh, even though in the moment it does not feel ridiculous, it feels very real. But right. it's it, it when you say it back, it it kind of sounds ridiculous. Well, yeah, like as an adult now, you understand that it was there's no way you would have had polio, and like right. that's kind of what your mom explained to you. But like as a child in that moment, you felt very strongly that that was the case, or yeah, cancer, or you know, even as an adult, you're feelings like they're very real in the moment but you can look back and be like wow I was being like a little bit over paranoid about like these specific things you know yeah (laughs) yeah I just like that you kind of give us that humor with it too because um I think sometimes humor just helps us grasp things easier too like us like sometimes just talking about something serious in a serious way isn't always like the best way to get the message across. So I just, I really like that you did that. Mm-hmm. I so related to your um, experience with anxiety around COVID and quarantine and the police brutality. And like, it was just such an intense year. So I liked that you really 
talked about it because like it was such an emotionally draining year for everyone for so many reasons. Um, so I just like really, really related to that. Did you have any good things that happened for your mental health like during that time of quarantine and all those feelings that you were experiencing? Yes, I, you know, it's, it's so interesting. And I think this actually happened for a lot of people. As terrible as the last year was, it was also very cathartic. Mm -hmm. It was very, you know, it, it really, it forced everybody to kind of stop and, and reevaluate. Yeah. And that was something that I, I, I'm such a, a go-getter. So for, you know, 20 years of my life, I was just going, going, going and trying desperately to avoid all of the stuff that I didn't want to deal with. Mm -hmm. So the last, uh, last year really just brought all that out to, it just brought it all out to the surface and dealing with it has actually been a strangely beautiful thing. Mm -hmm. It it feels like well well let me just say that throughout the whole year I really took a deep dive into all of my anxieties, all of my mm -hmm. fears, um all of the things that I'd been paying attention to that that weren't really important to me and all of the things that were important to me that I wasn't paying attention to. Mm -hmm. And I ended up uh, going to therapy for the first time and I ended up going to the doctor and uh, talking about uh, medication, which is something that I had such a stigma about, not generally speaking. I would, <laughs> I would look at other people who were on medication for any kind of mental illness and I'd be like, well, they need it, but I don't. Mm -hmm. I am like... I'm just not trying hard enough. I can be strong and power through. Yeah, totally. Yes, yes, exactly. I'm not trying hard enough. I just need to try harder. So that was something that was huge for me because I finally sat down and had that conversation with my doctor and I got on medication and it's been so life-changing. Mm -hmm. I, I cannot, <laughs> I cannot uh, recommend that enough, but... Um, I will say that a lot of people with anxiety, um, with any kind of mental illness, sometimes they're like, let me just take medication and everything will be better. And yeah, you got to do other work. Right. Too. Right. I think the biggest thing that, that I've actually seen this talked about on, on like Oprah and stuff, they were saying that like, if, if medication helps you to engage with life then it's a good step. If it's mm -hmm. if it's helping you to kind of numb and disassociate, then it's it's not a not a great option. Yeah, it's like hindering you. Right, right. Well, that's such a good point. Yeah, it's weird because now that you're talking about it, I kind of remember I, I don't know if it was the beginning of quarantine or what, but I remember you had 
post it on your Instagram, like, oh, hey, does anyone have any experience with like medicine for, you know, anxiety, depression, whatever? Mm-hmm. Um, do you have any advice? And I was like, yes, yeah. I like love talking about my yes. like experience with getting on medication because I had really bad, I like went went to get tested for narcolepsy. Like I was having like, mm-hmm. could not stay awake for my like I was just like really really having a hard time and then I don't know my therapist had been like what if you tried like antidepressants or something and I'm like well I don't I don't think that's what it is but like okay (laughs) yeah and I did it and I like like truly changed my life and I was like wow I just like my brain doesn't function in the right way and like this this medicine helps it and it's like but I have had people say things like oh well have you tried this like natural thing blah blah and I'm like I like I just it's like you don't understand unless you're in it right. that like it's just like my brain is not working correctly to help right. me like live my life and now I've been able to like be awake and live my life and people definitely have their like opinions why why that might not work but like right yeah, it's well yeah I've actually had I've had actual doctors tell me that you don't need medication for stuff mm-hmm. like that right and that's just and it's so it's so disturbing especially hearing it from um like someone who is a medical professional right who's supposed to be you know kind of well versed in these issues still have a stigma about it yeah right right um yeah people don't seem to understand that it's the same as if you know it's the same as any physical illness if you had a broken foot you wouldn't not get a cast like (laughs) you wouldn't just hobble around exactly you can't just say be positive right um be positive it'll heal your broken foot yeah (laughs) yeah it's just it's the same it's the same thing you know some people's brains are are wired differently and have to you have to you know take medication or you have to deal with it in in other ways it's a very real thing Mm -hmm. but yeah that's so interesting because so many people I actually had a doctor tell me one time that all I needed to do was go to the Catholic Church and and pray and um that and go to confessional that was another thing and that was all I needed to do a doctor I don't yes oh my god this was a doctor this was a doctor in California yeah it was it was quite shocking (laughs) (laughs) wow yeah i can't even (laughs) i have no words for that yeah i i i when he said it i thought it was a joke so i started laughing and he looked at me like i was crazy and i was like oh are we (laughs) we're not joking (laughs) yeah oh you're being serious yeah i mean i guess the good thing is that we can always uh look for different opinions to right. so there's more than one i guess that's that's the best right thing about it but oh my god that is crazy um so it's been almost a year since you performed yeah. this piece and i would say our our world looks fairly different than it did a year ago for sure mm-hmm. how are you feeling now i am in a much better much healthier place now mm-hmm. i that I think even, you know, when I performed that piece, I was still 
hesitant about medication. It wasn't until mm-hmm. after that piece that I actually did get on um, medication. And I think there was still so much for me to learn in the later half of last year, mm-hmm. you know, and, and then, you know, the first half of this year in regards to my mental health. But I feel like now it's, it's so much easier. I feel so much more free. Mm-hmm. I feel more at peace. I feel like I'm much more able to enjoy the present moment, which is something that I have struggled with for so long. Um, you know, my anxiety pretty much always keeps me in the future, <laughs> looking ahead at everything, right. every possible thing that could happen and go wrong. So, yeah, just really taking the time to sit with myself and figure out exactly what I want and just to be, just to generally be and engage with life in the present. It's it's wonderful. <laughs> That's awesome. Yeah, I feel like anxiety is that fear of the unknown or the future just really like coming through so much and learning to kind of take a like trying to like shut off that part of your brain that's like just like so fearful of all these things and just like sit with you know what's actually in the present yeah yeah I I I love that um idea of also like um I've heard people say sort of take note of your surroundings like what's physically Mm -hmm. literally happening right now like what are you seeing feeling all these things like in the present so you can kind of like ground yourself like in that because you can get so caught up in the okay but what if right right and I absolutely am guilty of that and yeah um, I do think that this having to you know be in quarantine and be like stopped (laughs) from all the like everything in our lives has helped kind of understand that a little bit better for sure yeah your last line of your piece is this bitch is taking back her life, which I just absolutely love that, especially because it's, you know, the bitches get personal show. And I just love that that last kind of button that you have on it. <laughs> Thank you. Um, what does it mean to you to say that line? You know, it's really weird. I don't ever refer to myself as this bitch. Um, <laughs> <laughs> so it was interesting. But no, it's it's I mean, it just kind of represents what this whole COVID period has been for me, um, Mm -hmm. has really been just about taking back my life in in every sense of of what that means. You know, really taking control of my mental health and also just taking control of my physical health. Um, I recently started with a personal trainer uh, and, you know, kind of started working with a nutritionist. So like, that was a, a huge thing. And then just uh, creatively, and in my in my career, really, you know, understanding what I want to do instead of doing, mm-hmm. you know, what other people might be doing, or what other people want me to be doing, or whatever. Yes. It's really been... It's just been huge. Uh, I feel like a completely different person than I was a year ago. And and it's 
I, I'm so grateful for that because I don't know, I don't know how long I would have continued that way had it not been for, for quarantine. And that's, that's so scary to me Mm -hmm. to, to be on the other kind of the other side of it now and to look back and, and see all of the ways that I was just damaging myself and not knowing it. Mm-hmm. And uh, so I'm, I, I couldn't be more grateful and I feel like I really have taken back my life. That's so great. I love <laughs> that. You're just like not worrying about, you know, what everyone else wants from you and really like taking stock and like what you want for you yeah I just I think that is so awesome thank you yeah I loved just hearing more about you know your process behind like your thought process behind this piece um because it really it definitely resonated with me a lot well as one last question since this was our bitches get personal show which is all of our female identifying non-binary um performers that come and talk about you know being a bitch or whatever that that (laughs) might mean to them i'm curious um who is a woman in your life that inspires you oh my gosh oh that's a great question and the list is longer than i could (laughs) you know i could say um it's funny i actually did a a show a one woman show a few years ago called the women who came before me and it was all about all the women in my life who were just amazing. Um, I'll say two. I'll say two because I I can't just say one. Um, (laughs) So one I would say is Oprah. And of course, she's just kind of been my guiding light always. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Like since I was a kid and I actually got to Zoom with her earlier this year it was crazy. It was a completely surreal experience, but mm-hmm. I really feel like she uh, just like the whole platform she's created for people as far as, you know, resources on living your best life. Mm-hmm. Um, she's really helped me uh, with all of that. And she's been a big part of this last year, obviously, because of that as well. Yeah. And then I would obviously have to say my mom. Um, my mom has always been my biggest fan she's always been someone who is she is such a it's so funny because she's such a tiny woman but (laughs) she's such a powerhouse and she's so opinionated and just she she just she will let you know what she wants and I, that's what I grew up with of of just powerful women around me so I had such a great uh, childhood and such a great example and she has you know been monumental in helping me through this last year yeah so yeah I, I would say Oprah and my mother I love that <laughs> that's right did you also watch Oprah with your mom after school every day or was that just yes. me and my mom <laughs> yes I, I oh I 100% did. yeah 100% yeah yes all like the most fun (laughs) yeah yes oh that's so great I love that well thank you so much um for chatting with us and I'm so glad to hear that you're doing well and thank you that you took your life back the best yeah (laughs) thank you so much for having me 
All right. We'll talk to you later and see you in another show very soon. Yay. Can't wait. (laughs) All right. Bye. Bye. It's Personal is a live storytelling show with a twist. You can find tickets to future shows in the 2021 season at itspersonalonstage.com or in the link in our Instagram bio at itspersonalonstage. While you're on our website, take a second to catch up with our blog, sign up for a class or two, invest in a membership, and explore our store for the coolest merch in town. Thanks for listening. We'll see you next week.